0: Hello. This is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. And sing that one more time, Brother Nehemiah. We are. His presence on holy Let's clap our hands and praise the Lord. The Lord is here. The book of Romans, chapter 12, reading verse 1 and 2. Certainly feel the presence of God here at the Anchor Church today in the building of the Anchor Church. We hope by way of the web that you can feel God as mightily, as mightily as we do here. There is such a peace of God. When the news came out that and our governor, Mike DeWine, made, uh, put out a report made the statement to ban all gatherings of 100 or more, certainly I was challenged by that. I know you would have been challenged by that. I know how much we love to be in the house of God we have verses like this I was glad when they said unto me let us go to the house of the Lord But I do believe in moments like this it teaches us that we can also praise Him in the firmament of His power not just in His sanctuary I preached that just probably three Sundays ago about worshiping Him in the sanctuary also worshiping Him in the firmament of His power God's not limited to a building And so I I pray that those watching by way of live stream today that you lift your hands at home. You say amen to the promises of God in His Word that He's given me for you today. That you would worship with your family. Maybe your neighbors have gathered with you, not sure. But just just let God move upon you there as you would here because praise is not limited to a sanctuary. He's God everywhere. He's God everywhere. If you're in the hospital, He's God with you. If you're sick today, He's a God that can heal you. Not just in a prayer line, in a building. Oh, amen. Very possibly today, this is the lowest crowd I've ever preached to at the anchor. But nonetheless, God is in this room. Praise God. We are going to read the verse. We're going to preach the message. Following that, uh, we're going to be talking about God's house for just a moment and then we're going to have a a moment of prayer as our President Trump has declared today a national day of prayer he even announced that he is tuning in to a church service uh, to watch church today in a a particular place in our country and uh, we're believing that God's going to hear us today for our country I realize there's a lot of speculation Uh, the circumstances are very fluid there's an ever-changing it seems but we want to do the thing that is safest for our community the safest for our congregation and to be, remind you is that why would we take such extreme measures because we've been asked to even though religious services have been exempted but we care about our people and our seniors and that's who it's affecting uh, more than anyone and uh, so I want before we get into the word I want us to lift our hands and just ask God to let you feel the comfort and the peace. The Bible says, Lift your heart with your hands. Lord, we love you. We're asking you, God, to move up on us today, as every Sunday you do. That God, whether we are home or here, that your spirit would move and speak and heal. Give us wisdom through the next several weeks, oh God, as we try to make the safest decisions and wisest decisions. I pray that Lord, that our people, God, would feel the blessing of Your Spirit, the benevolence, God, that You put in their heart. Pray that You would move upon them and protect us, God, from any sickness or any any contagious virus that would try to come. I pray for preservation and protection. In Jesus' name, we pray. Pray, You will bless Your Word. Everybody says Amen. Well, Romans chapter twelve and verse one. Romans chapter 12 and verse 1, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God. Acceptable unto God. I want the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart and my body to be acceptable unto God which is your reasonable service. To be acceptable to God is reasonable. It's attainable. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It's said to be transformed by what? The renewing of your mind. Today, one word God has spoken in my spirit this, for, this, for today and for this weekend when I've been praying. Even Friday night, I stayed up a long time, came here in the middle of the night, prayed, tried to find clarity and direction uh, for where we are right now. And one word comes in my mind is to reevaluate. To reevaluate. God bless you as you are seated. To re. Evaluate. What does that mean to reevaluate? It means to evaluate again, which means to form a value of the things in your life, maybe even someone in your life. To reevaluate is to try to find what really matters, what is most important. I think on days like today, we We will, maybe one Sunday, you say, man, it it feels good to be home and sleep in and have a little rest, I don't know. But I would say to you that if this carried on for months, there would be a new value that would be put on coming to the house of God. If you couldn't come, if you couldn't gather, it would make you appreciate those that have church in underground in communist countries. The desire, the ability to be able to be Uh, Together and worship And not have to worry about the law And things of that nature My dad had a lady that attended his church And some years ago And she was from China And she took a Bible from the state's home with her When she went through customs They found a Bible in her suitcase And she spent the next five years in prison It would bring to us If we were not allowed to have a Bible in our home The value of of having a Bible in our home but I would imagine we as Christians have one on shelves And somebody the other day in a Bible study they brought in grandma's family Bible and set it on the table and I say to you that when we are without something and protocol has been broken it causes us to reevaluate what is most important in our life what is valued in our life as a young kid, I've read the Bible almost every day since I was eight years old. And uh, I remember Cindy and I took a trip when we first got married and went to another country. And and uh, while we were there, I, I didn't take my Bible with me. I forgot to take my Bible. And there wasn't one on the cruise ship where I was at. And we ended up going to one of the islands where we ported. And we went in. I remember, I'll never forget, on that on that church building, it said church, starting at twelve fifteen. 12:15. I thought you know what let's go to church it's, it's been a while since since we've been at church And on vacation and had, not, had not had a Bible with me I'll never forget when I walked in there And that preacher began to read from the word of God When he started reading the word of God Tears began to stream down my face Because when you've had something for so long To do without it causes you to miss it and desire it David made a statement in Psalms 51 when he sinned and he failed God. He said, Lord, cast me not away from thy presence. If there's one thing we need, we need the presence of God in our life. We need the word of God in our life. And we need the assembling of ourselves together. Let the church say amen. Amen. What is valuable to you? I've seen people become so distracted with the busyness of life that they forget the value of their spouse. They forget the value of their children. They don't learn to appreciate what truly matters until it's gone. And in my in my study and what I felt in prayer was there was a moment in Samaria, you find was the capital city of the northern kingdom of Israel. The children of Israel, they had been separated, divided. Judah and Benjamin had went on to become the tribe of Judah. Then the tribe of Israel, the 12 tribes had split, and there's only 10 of them, and it's its their capital city is Samaria. You'll find in that location of Samaria, there was a moment a famine came in the land. There was a time when there was nothing to eat. It was People were hungry. People were starving. It goes on to tell us in 2 Kings during that time, that, that while they were in a famine, that the Syrian king and the army besieged them. That meant surrounded them, was going to overtake them at this low moment in their life. Isn't that how the devil does? In your low moments, that's when the enemy really wants to come in and attack. When things are not the way they have normally been, that's when the enemy tries to come in and attack you, surround you. And I imagine all of us have been in a place where we have felt like we've been surrounded. Everywhere we look, it seems like the enemy is there. During this time, you will find in Samaria that that there was nothing to eat. And they were selling a donkey's head to eat for 80 pieces of silver. I don't know about you, but I've never been that hungry. I've never been so hungry that I wanted to eat the head of a donkey. You will find that a cab of doves' dung or a cup of doves' dung sold for five pieces of silver. You're really hungry when you're trying to buy doves' dung. It could have been that that is a name of a plant, but also, doves' dung was used in famines as food. What it's saying is, it's a bad day in Samaria. When you want a donkey's head with a side of doves done, Eighty pieces of silver. You've you, you paid 85 pieces of silver for a donkey's head and a side of doves dung. And it goes on, though, that you'll find that a lady in this same setting. King is walking across the wall. And a lady looks up to the king and says, Oh, king, will you help us? And he makes a statement to her. He said, if the Lord do not help thee, then how can I help you? His his demeanor is down. His demeanor is negative. His demeanor is God's not even with us. It just seems like when tough times come that we start questioning why did God do this. I'm going to tell you, God doesn't do this. What do you do when you're in the valley? What do you do when things aren't going your way? I'm going to tell you what you do. You trust in God. Jeremiah 17 and 7 says, Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. Moments like this, we cannot let fear rule our mind. We cannot let fear make us think of the worst case scenario. In moments like this, you say God is on the throne, he's high and lifted up, and his train fills the temple. He's not surprised. He's right here with us even now. Amen, amen, and even at home, say amen. And so when you look at this, you'll find that the king in this low moment turned against the prophet. There's a famine in Israel, but I'm gonna tell you right now, or in Samaria, but what you gotta understand, there's not only a famine here, there's a prophet here. In the middle of Samaria lived the prophet. His name was Elisha. In this same chapter, you'll find that a man was cutting wood with an axe and the axe head came off and fell into the water. And he said, oh, prophet, he said, what are we going to do? That? I borrowed that. And, and he said, uh, he broke a, 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 a limb and he stretched it over the water. And when he did, the axe head came swimming right to the man. Same chapter. And he, he said, well, get it. He reached down and picked up an axe head that swam to him. Because when God has a word from the Lord, miracles can happen. Oh, this is the same same man of God that lived in Samaria That when there was no water upon the earth Not just a few chapters In chapter 3, we're in chapter 6 here now But go to chapter 3 The same prophet His first miracle that you'll see that happened They came to him and, and they said Where's the prophet Elijah? They said, well, he's gone But the one that wa- watered his hands is here They came to him where he was And he said, strike up the band Hit, hit, hit some music for me, he said, and when they did, the minstrel, he said, I hear a word from the Lord. He said, dig the valley full of ditches, and when they did, he said, there won't be any rain, there won't be any dew, but when you wake up in the morning, the valley is going to be filled. Every ditch you dig is going to be full of water, and it was so. Miracles can happen when you have a word from the Lord. Are there famines that happen? yes. But don't ever forget, God will never allow a famine that he doesn't have an escape from the famine. He will never allow a problem that he doesn't bring a promise into your life. Psalms 27 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I be afraid? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I fear? for in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. I've got a place I can go to. When everything seems against me, I can hide in his presence. I can hide in the midst of who he is. I can hide in his word. I can hide in his promises. It's going to be all right. I tell everybody listening right now, it will be all right. Don't fret. Don't fear. God has a plan in the midst of this. Clap your hands and praise him. Come on, all you families at home. Clap your hands and thank God for his word. It's going to be okay. Amen. Amen. And so when you look at this and the, the, the king gets upset, and you're going understand in the moment why the king gets upset. Why is the king so negative? Why is the king making statements like, if God won't help you, how can I help you? You'll find the king became so irritated. He began to grieve because of the news that the lady brought to him of how desperate she was. And the king king sent word and said, "Go, go, go take the head off of Elisha. He sent a messenger to have a follower, would be followed by a murderer to go kill the preacher. Fear is a liar. And what you'll have is when you allow fear to creep in your heart. Fear will start saying the preacher's a liar. The, 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 the prophet's a liar. you'll forget about oxhead swimming. You'll forget about the, the the ditches that was dug that's been filled water. You'll forget about all the miracles he's already done for you. You will forget how there was a, a moment when the, do, you, do you know what the, 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 the Syrian king, had been not Samaria but Syria the Syria was Syrians were the enemy of Israel and what you'll find is they they were they, they kept trying to attack Israel but every time they tried to attack God would speak to the prophet and the prophet would tell the the the, the captain of Israel about what the plan was from the enemy. Over and over and over again. And the Syrians said, what is going on? Is there a spy? How in the world do they always know what we're getting ready to do? And somebody spoke up and said, well, they got a prophet every time. Does does he not know the secrets? The enemy was threatened by the prophet. They came down to destroy the prophet. And they came down and you'll look and they surrounded the prophet's house. Because he protected the people of God. And he had a young man, a, a new, a young man, and and uh, he 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 told him, "Sorry, run up here with daddy just for a minute." And uh, he had a, he had a young man that was serving with him, and and uh, and the, the young man wakes up one morning, and peeks out the window, and peek out the window. Did you peek out the window? He peeks out the window, and guess what? The prophet's house is surrounded by the Syrian army. He gets afraid. Oh, oh, Elisha, what are we gonna do? What are we going to do? We're surrounded by the enemy. And the prophet did this. Lord, open his eyes that he might see. And when he did, surrounding the army that surrounded them was the army of God, angels, as we were singing about just a moment ago. There was, there was angels and horses and chariots of fire that filled the mountains around them. That which, and he said this, he said, that which is for us is greater than that which is against us. The young man began to see, in moments like now, when there's a fear that tries to come over the state, you have to understand that God is bigger than a virus. We're going to be wise. We're going to make decisions. God is bigger than my circumstance. Maybe it's a local thing in your marriage, but God is bigger than that. Don't live in fear. Thanks, buddy. Don't live in fear. God is with us. Somebody say God's with us. If you're at home, I want you to tell. I want you to say it in your home. God's with us. God is with us. And so uh, he, the, the Syrian army that was surrounded around Elisha's house, the whole Syrian army was blind he caused them to be blind the angels of the lord he took an entire army led them to the to the to the king of samaria and turned a whole army over to them don't forget what god can do in one moment he can turn it around and so yeah the king has forgotten the things that god has done and now he's ready to kill the preacher because tough times are tough, instead of leaning on faith he's leaning on the wrong counsel. Can I ask you today, what voices are you listening to? Who are you allowing to speak into your spirit? What counsel are you getting from the world in moments like this? Who's talking in your ear and telling you what they think is going to happen? Because you're going to find out the problem with the king was not the prophet. The problem with the king was who he leaned on. That's right. But God revealed to Elisha that, that they were coming to murder him. And Elisha goes in chapter 7, verse 1, 2 Kings 7 and 1. If you have your Bible turned there, this, this is a this is a, powerful, a powerful story that unfolds here right now. And um, look what it says in 2 Kings 7. Then Elisha said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Number one, that's what you've got to do in moments like this. Not hear the voice of fear, but hear the word of the Lord. In every area of our life, we can't listen to the voice of fear. We've got to listen to the word of the Lord. What is the Spirit saying to my family? I know there's chaos, but what's God saying right now? And it says, Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow. Everybody shout "tomorrow." tomorrow. Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel. And two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. What he was saying was: tomorrow you're gonna to be able to buy wheat, fine flour, and you're gonna be able to buy barley. And it's gonna be affordable for everybody. See, the atonement, the atonement cost was only a half shekel. Everybody could afford it. It's what it's saying. It's what you you're, you're gonna to find tomorrow. Everybody in Samaria can afford the food tomorrow. I realize what the king is saying, but I'm gonna tell you tomorrow everything's gonna to be okay. I want you to say it's gonna be okay. He, he, he talked about the great deal that, that the food was gonna cost the, the wheat and the fine flour and, and the two measures of barley tomorrow and in the gate of Samaria then the Lord the Lord on whose hand the king leaned that's the problem is the man whom the king leaned on that meant word leaned actually meant to trust in the word Lord there meant it was a man that was carried a shield or protected the king then the Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said behold If the Lord would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? Watch what he says to the prophet. He he didn't say amen. He didn't say, I believe that you're saying is true. He said, if God would open the windows of heaven, this couldn't happen. And that is who the king's been listening to. The king's been listening to a guy that should have been protecting him from fear, who has been fueling him with fear. The reason the king wants to kill the prophet is because the king's trusting in the wrong voice. You have to be careful who you lean on. Blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. It matters who's speaking about your fear or your faith. And watch what the prophet said. And he said, Behold to the Lord. Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not eat thereof you're going to see the food you're going to hear the report but you will not be a partaker because you lived in fear and spoke in unbelief instead of faith it matters what comes out of your mouth in moments like right now don't you become a doomsdayer right now is when the church is proven right now is when we really see who we really are We don't have to have church in a church building to flourish. We don't have to all be here together to have faith. We know that God is with us no matter where we go. That's it. Clap your hands and praise him. Somebody shout amen. Well, how is it going to happen? God's going to do it the way he's going to do it. He's going to make a way the way he's going to make a way. He really is. I think you got to lift your hand and say, I believe tomorrow's going to be okay. Lord, you're going to sustain us. You're going to protect us. And you're going to keep us. God, you're with us. We remove fear from our language. We put faith back in that God's going to take care of our future. God's going to take care of our tomorrow. Hallelujah. I want us to pray right now, right where you are. At home, I want us to all bow our heads and pray. And say, God, I will not let fear come to my life. I will not let somebody that I lean on, the wrong voice, speak, counsel into my life. God, I will not. I'm not going to be the one that says if God opened the windows of heaven, this could not happen. God, you're able to take five loaves and two fishes and feed a multitude. You're able to do, God, what only you can do. You can take what was meant for evil and make it for good. You can take what's come against our country and cause it to prosper. You can take God what has seemingly bombarded our economy and flip it around to flourish like it never has before so we can propagate the gospel. We're believing for nothing less than God your hand to bless us in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We're going to pray right now. We're going to go to prayer. We're going to join in prayer. By way of the web and even here right now, we're going to ask the hand of God to minister upon us now. I want us to begin to pray. And this is how we're going to pray. Uh, This is how we're going to pray today. We're going to ask God. We're going to ask God to give divine protection. Would you pray with me? God, we pray for divine protection and healing for all people. God, we pray for healing for our constituents. We pray for your protective hand. God, the comforting of your spirit to be upon us. We pray for our mayor, Don Mason, to give him wisdom and strength. Oh, God, as he, as he uh, makes decisions, Lord. Oh, God, with wisdom and clarity. I pray that, God, you would deal with him and our governor, DeWine. I pray our president, Donald Trump, that, Lord, let there be wisdom to navigate through these times. God, we know that you are with our country. We believe you are with our seniors and our children and our families. We're asking you, God, for wisdom, Lord, with our leaders and protection with our families. God, that we could have safety and security without panic. God, we pray that you would be with us. Lord, I pray that you would protect protection for our nation and church from adverse economic and political effects. I pray you would preserve and protect our economy during this time. That you would protect the prosperity of our people during this time. Our families work hard and invest God wisely. I pray that you would be with them. But let them understand at the same time, God, you have your own economy. You're not bound to an economy. For, Lord, you are for us and you are with us. I pray, God, that right now, right now in this room, that, Lord, you would give us opportunities to share God's peace, healing, and salvation with the unchurched world people that have nowhere to go to they don't know what to do but God we've got the answer you're with us you multiply us you protect us I pray for every family that have the ability, Lord, to reach their neighbor. God, even as the Anchor Church reaches live stream to put Bible studies online to an online campus to where people have nowhere to go. They, they don't know. They don't have answers to their questions. That God, we could step in with the word of God and the truth of your word and the power of your presence and peace to minister to people like never before. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Here's what I'm commissioning you to do. I'm commissioning this congregation. I'm commissioning you that this week that you contact some of your neighbors and say, is there anything I can do for you? Is there any 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 questions that maybe I could pray for? God never intended for church to be locked up in a building on a Sunday and a Wednesday. What if God would allow this moment that seems so bizarre to get the believers out and they get the gospel out of the prison walls of a church building walls were never supposed to imprison the gospel to a Sunday and Wednesday this could be a great opportunity that you talk to a co-worker and say how do you feel about everything going on what can I pray with you about because where we feel faith and much peace I do, I'm overwhelmed with peace I have zero, zero uh, panic, zero fear at the moment I really do. What I do have is overwhelming peace. Am I concerned? I think we should all be concerned. When have we seen schools schools canceled for for so many weeks over something like this? When were we ever seen a ban in the United States where people couldn't gather for more than 100 people? I've never seen anything like it. Am I concerned? Yes. Am I in fear? No. But it's a great opportunity to speak faith. It's going to be all right. God's hand. Come on. God bless the United States of America. God bless the United States of America. Let's go back to something in the word of God here. How is it going to happen? How is fine flour going to be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel tomorrow in the gate of Samaria? All of a sudden, down somewhere outside the city limits were four lepers. Four lepers crippled by the disease. And they said, I'm hungry. One looks at the other, I'm hungry. You hungry? You know I'm hungry. We've been complaining for days. Well, if we go in the city, there's no food in the city. We're not even allowed in the city because we're lepers. If we sit here, we're going to die. If we go down to the Syrian camp where we know the enemy is besieging us, we're going to die. And one of them said, you know what? Why sit here till we die? Why just sit here and waste away? We got to do something. Can't go in the cities, nothing there. And so they get up, and when they get up, something happens. In moments like this, you can't sit and worry. You gotta get up. You got to arise. Everybody say arise. You've got to reevaluate where I'm at. What am I doing? Where is my faith? You gotta think of where's the value place. I'm gonna tell you where you put all your value in Him. You gotta pray when you don't want to. You have to pray when you don't feel like it. You got to speak faith when there are all odds are against you. Somebody say arise. arise. Look at home and look at your children and say, we need to get up and pray. Get up and believe. And so they did. They got up, made their way to the Syrian camp, and what happened? God made it sound like an army come rushing. God made a thunderous sound come toward the Syrians, and they fled, they ran. All of the Syrian army, they're gone. All the Syrians that were against them, they're gone. When they get there, there are horses tied up. There are donkeys tied up. There is tents filled with silver and gold and food. It, it looked like Thanksgiving was set up for them. Food everywhere. Clothes everywhere. Money laying everywhere. Pots and stuff where people fled and they just dropped it. They started gathering up the gold and the silver and the raiment and started burying it in places. They looked they said, Hey, hold on a minute. This is a day of good tidings. This is a day of good news. You ever had a moment of just a lot of bad news? But today is a day of good news. There's plenty here. We got to go back and tell. And those, those lepers made their way somewhere back to the gate, And they told the porter. They said, we have found food. Tell the king's family. We know where the blessing is. I'm talking about just like the prophet said. You know what the king said? Couldn't be. This is a trap. Be careful that when the blessing comes, you don't believe it. Whose report will you believe? I'm going to trust God, his hands upon our life. Let me just remind this church. There was so much prophecy over this local church in this city. God's going to prosper this city. Did you see the report that it's the number six micropolitan city of business in all of the United States of America? We've been praying for that in 24-hour prayers. It's a great day to be in Zanesville. It's still a great day to be here. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. King said it's a trap but somebody spoke up and said but we're hungry. Can we not just check it? Can we get five horses and run down and see and they sent two horses with chariots when they got down there everything that the leper said was there was there and they came back and said it's here. They're not lying. There's blessing here. I want somebody to say there's blessing here. There's blessing here and when they said that The porter or the Lord whom the king leaned on heard it. But people come running out of the city with great magnitude. And when they did, they trampled over the unbeliever. And he heard it. He saw it. But he never partook partook of it. There is a blessing right now on the United States of America. And it will not be changed because of where we are right now. Don't speak doom. Don't speak fear. Speak faith. God is going to pour his spirit out in all of North America where millions are going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Let's not live fear. Come on, listen to the word of the Lord. We've already heard prophecy. Let's not ignore what God's been doing. Come on, that's it. Lift your hands and thank him because it's a great day to be in the United States of America. It's a great day to be in Zanesville. It's a great day to be here. Praise God. Let's just take a moment and love the Lord. That's all right. I see you standing. That's okay. Go ahead and stand and lift your hands and love God as I bring this to a close. Lord, we love you. God, we will not base our decisions out of fear. You have blessed us. You will continue to bless us. I want everybody here and everybody at home to say, I am blessed blessed. and I will continue to be blessed. God is a way maker. They're going to come. I want them to play and sing a song as we worship before we close. Those that are watching by way of the web today, we're going to take a moment and worship. You will find in, uh, you will find, online where you can give. There is a giving link where the is going to come and talk about that. And uh, if you cannot give by way of the web or online giving, you can come by this week. Office hours will be as normal, Monday through Thursday, nine to two. Also Friday from 9 to 12 if you give by envelope or or of such also there's a pledge card that will be online as well if you're not here there's some in your seats but let God speak to you about what to give to God's house that's how we've done renovations that's how we will continue to do our renovations and to pay for this loan we've got to fix this church up go ahead and play softly if you will but we're going to give we're not going to fear we're going to love we're not going to fear we're going to preach the gospel. We're not going to fear. We're going to continue. We're not going to fear. The greatest day in the history of the church of North America is now until the Lord comes. Follow protocol. Don't shake hands with people. Give them the elbow. Maybe on a extreme, give them nucks. Wash your hands. Be wise. But don't live in fear. We will base our services upon what we feel God wants us to do. This week, here's what I want you to do. I want you to try to reach for somebody. That's our theme for this year. How can I help? Because we've got faith and peace to lean on. People that are unbelievers only have news to lean on. What's going on? What's going on? A donkey's head is selling for I mean, they'll be like Santa all the sanitizers are out there's no toilet paper in the stores there's no food on the shelves what do you want to do? we're going to eat again they're going to restock the shelves it's going to be okay I've had a word from the Lord God's going to take care of our people God's going to take care of our country it's a great day thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast